something that I have to yeah. do, something that I have to take care of. And like, so I literally made a list on my phone of like, you know, the decorations I still need to hang up mm-hmm. and swap out. Um, and I've got those two paintings that my friend did. Yes. Oh my, oh God. my God. I'm so excited. So I'm still so jealous you didn't get me the third one that I wanted. Well, that someone you know else what? got it, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I can't decide which I like better, Ryan Gosling or Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They're both you kind of perfect. should have gotten the Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. again, well, but I'm just going to be better about it. You know, it's fine. But it's fine. Anyways. Well, welcome to episode hello, hello. five. Episode five. Blood and Wine. I am Brittany. And I'm Tyler. And, um, yeah. Seriously, though, episode five. Yeah, I... It's... It, okay. It feels like we, I might have said this last time, but it feels like we just started, but also it feels like we've been doing this forever. I know, it's starting to get into a little bit more of a routine. We're back mm-hmm. to our Saturday recording. Which is so much so better. We, uh, we realized in episode four, uh, good lord, we got drunk. We really did. Like, um, I'm sure y'all could learn, learn here towards the end. Um, which <laughs> brings me to something that probably has to do with the fact that we were literally just, it hit us so much more in the last episode. I kept calling y'all our readers, so <laughs> listeners, I apologize. Um, <laughs> I will add, I will in the future definitely accidentally start calling y'all viewers. Uh, probably have said that a couple times, but that's, it's gonna happen. It rolls off the tongue better than listeners. Uh, yeah, well, like, in God. I don't know. I just... I'm just thinking back to we we had to edit out so much of that episode. I it's mean, it was funny, you guys. Oh my <laughs> god it it makes me worried about hopefully hopefully future hopefully. live shows. Yeah, we'll just have to make sure to do those um, on weekends, uh, or else y'all gonna get to see a little too much oh. <laughs> or here, motherfucker. <laughs> No, if it's a oh, live if show, it's live, it would be C. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you made it sound it like we're gonna like strip. Like maybe don't do that. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to tell our listeners our the exciting listeners. news? Yes, and it is very exciting. But um, I'm sure most of y'all at this point have been listening to these on SoundCloud. That's the platform we are on at the moment. The only place we've been available. But. As of now, as of listening to this now, we are on iTunes and Google Play. As well as still SoundCloud. Yes, we'll always make sure to be on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, iTunes and Google Play. You can find us by searching Blood and Wine Podcast. If you are listening to this on iTunes or Google Play, thank you so much. Um, and definitely leave us a review. Like, yes. let us know how we're doing. It'll help us um, show up in the rankings and you know, be easier to find and get yeah. more listens. So, yeah. so tell your friends. I told, um, should have told them way earlier, but it came in conversation at work telling my coworkers. And literally after I would get exp- done explaining what it was, another person would pop up from behind the desk. You have a podcast. What's it about? So I'm, I might've explained it like six times, but I mean, you know, let your friends know it's, yeah. uh, something we're really passionate about and we have a great time doing so yeah definitely and then kind of to you know we want to continue to improve and Mm -hmm. um you know make the sound quality even better and 
just everything about it for you guys and bringing you new things. So we did open up a Patreon page. Yes, we did. We are kind of still working out some of the kinks. There are going to be different donation levels, and each of those mm-hmm. levels are going to have you know some special surprises um, the further up you go, and we're still trying to determine what exactly those will be. Yeah, we're still working on what best, because, I mean, honestly... I want to give you guys everything, like, yeah. in general, but we can't. That's... Yeah. But one of the things that we are going to do is, like, special for our Patreon listeners um, are our murder murder minis. Yes. And um, we're still kind of working on the title. Yeah, still working um. on the title. <laughs> so if y'all have other ideas for them, you know, definitely let us know. Yeah. Um, we want y'all to be... We want y'all to be so involved. You know, this is definitely... I want to feel like a collaborative effort. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where, um, you know, shoot us some emails. If you have, you know, a fun... Fun? Probably not the right word choice. But if you have, like, a news story or something that you'd like for us to cover on one of these minisodes, um, you know, let us know. Shoot us an email and, you know, see if it gets picked. That could be one of our Patreon subscriber level... Yeah. benefits. I mean, I don't know. Well, and the the awesome thing about Patreon is one it y- y'all are helping us make this podcast. Like do it in general. We this is very much not our full-time job. We still have those and uh Yes, we know, are a full-on indie podcast. Yeah. And uh money is tight <laughs> in general. As in like we barely have any to yeah. dedicate to this podcast, but we're trying to make it as good as possible. Yes. And even as low as like a dollar a month goes to help out so much. It really does. Um, Because right now, one of the big things we're wanting to improve on is tech. Um, Not sure if y'all know this, but we actually record this podcast on an iPad Pro. Yep. Um, We had previously looked into, done a bunch of research on microphones and we had bought one. You might have seen um, that. I posted on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Charlie. Charlie's singing into it. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, due to both our lack of knowledge um, and the fact that it was on the cheaper side as far as microphones go, the quality really wasn't very good. It, it didn't beat out the iPad, which it's really insane. surprised both of us. But it just goes to show, like, we just need to, you know, further our education on editing and how yes. to pick out a microphone and then pick out a couple of mics that are better quality. But, you yeah, know. and as far as the editing goes, that's a big one because I do a lot of the actual editing piece and literally taught myself about a month ago. Um, yeah. It's very much a learning as we go. It's true. And another uh, point about the editing, um, Tyler only has one desk chair, so <laughs> I sit next to him in a wooden patio chair. It's yep. quite quite uncomfortable. Yep. So, you know, to be completely honest with y'all, that's going to be wrapped into our tech budget because it really, like, we sit there for hours doing yeah. editing. Um, and so. uh, I, I get my nice computer chair because... I'm sitting at the computer, but um, You're doing the majority of the editing, you know. But uh, yeah, I am also very glad I don't have to sit in a patio chair. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, and then, like the other thing I did want to share that will be included in these mini episodes that we're going to do, uh, we'll provide lots of different kind of. Not only we'll do like a mini murder 
but also recommendations, some mm-hmm. different um, books or TV shows or um, other podcasts, things that we listen to because we're constantly just drinking in true crime all the time. That's so real. <laughs> we just finished this show on Netflix. Or no, we haven't even no, finished it No, we're not done yet. yet. We have one episode left. And what was the name of it? Evil Genius. Evil Genius. God, Guys, it is so, so good. good. <laughs> um, and it's... I, I, I won't go super in detail, but it's a crime I've literally never heard of. And the fact that I'd never heard of it blows my mind. I know. With how much just shit is going on it y'all have to watch it i mean it's amazing yeah so there's your there's an example of some of the (laughs) recommendations we'll do but but for real like i i find new ones every day like Mm -hmm. new documentaries and whatnot that my list is just getting so long it's true you text me them every day i know i do and i don't respond also if y'all have any recommendations like send them our way because yeah. I, people are finding things all the time, and it's just stuff I've never heard about. And it's mm-hmm. like, even though I'm in this on the daily, there's still just so much out there. That so. is true. Um, speaking of like other podcasts, I did want to take a moment to do a major shout out to uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it's really small, but it made me really excited. Yes. So I do our Twitter account, and uh, the other day I woke up. And I had a notification that Wine and Crime was following us. Oh, my god! And I was so excited (laughs) because I love that podcast so much. Same. Um, It's... It was actually the first true crime podcast I think I ever listened to. I think it was. Um, Because we listened to it on... We we were in the car for like seven hours listening to music and stuff. And then we threw on... Brittany threw on... She was like, hey, I have this amazing podcast you have to listen to. Um, we started listening. I was like, oh my God, I love them. Yeah. I want to be their friend. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So um, thanks girls for giving us a follow and yeah. like kind of, you know, seeing what we're doing. Just, I know. Anyway, yeah. everyone, uh, everyone do a good collab episode, you know. That would be. Hit yeah. us up. Because <laughs> we're like super fangirls. You know, I would, it, it might just be us screaming the whole time, but it's fine. No, we'd be better than that. Well, okay. Um, okay, so recap of... Oh, uh, the other thing. So sorry. I can't believe I forgot this. So um, another thing your support will help on Patreon is we're looking into doing some different merch. Yes. and I'm so excited <laughs> about the merch because... Okay, when we first were creating our logo or and getting all of that sorted... Yeah. When we saw the one that uh, we eventually picked, I was like, I want that in a shirt. Yeah. I don't even care if I get just have to like go to one of those, like, make a shirt websites and make it myself. I want it. Yeah. And then, I mean, any... That's another thing that we would love y'all's ideas, recommendations on. Yeah, what um, do you, you want? Know, if you want us to do a blood and wine wine glass, if you want to do a fucking Mary's back, I don't know, <laughs> pop socket. <laughs> Or a t-shirt. Yeah, I guess that's a lot to fit on a pop socket, but, you know. No, not too much. But anyway, so, like, little things like that, just to, you know, little trinkets. I I love merch, and especially t-shirts, tote bags, like, those types of things. So, we'd love to kind of start producing uh, some of that as well. Yes. So, um, all right. Well, now, just jumping into it, Mm -hmm. kind of mini recap of last week. 
Oh, yes. Um, so I did the Coons family murder. Yes. Well, our topic last week was um, murders that like shook a small town. Yep, yep. Really impacted a small town. And uh, so I did the one of the Coons family. And I did Georgia Cruz. Yep. And we <sighs> determined at the end of that that Tyler definitely won that one. That was... Yep. That case still, like... I know. I gets to me. I'm still thinking about it, and it's... Oh, God. That one was just a lot. It was. It was a lot. So, on that note... Yes. Uh, that means I get to pick the theme for this week, and Tyler's going to be sharing the wine here mm-hmm. in a second. This is two weeks in a row you've gotten to pick the wine. Well, I'm just saying, pick better stories. <laughs> um, so, the theme this week, I wanted to do something a little bit... I don't know, kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I picked unconventional murder weapons. Ooh. So I don't know why I went ghost there, but <laughs> I did. So each of the cases that we'll be talking about today will, um, you know, was inspired by the weapon of choice in the crime. And I know I have a a pretty interesting one, and I cannot wait to hear yours. Oh, same. I'm very excited. I, because this one, because when looking up research for these, there's 10 or so that, you know, if you search, like, unconventional murder weapon, you will see the same 10 items in listicles, like, like, 40 times in a row. These 10 are the most common unconventional, like... It's like, used. well, and then the ones I saw them were like longer lists that are like 40. It'd be things like a fire poker, a chainsaw. And I'm like, I guess that's not really what I think when I think unconventional. I feel like a chainsaw is like, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, that's, I don't know. Maybe it is yeah. because it's not as common as you'd think, but I don't know. No, I actually, there's um, a chainsaw one that I was looking at and I liked it, but also... I had that same thought. I was like, no, I'd like a something a little bit more unconventional. <laughs> unconventional murder weapons. A gun. Ooh. Also, chainsaws make me think of, like, Dexter, which is totally cool. Another but... show I've never seen. Oh, my God. Okay. No. I oh, know. That has to go to the top of your list. Okay. Because that <laughs> is... You know what? It's research. I'm, is it... Is it recent? This okay. Yes. My list of shows I need to watch, <laughs> just that we've covered on this, is now like seventy hours long. Well, Actually, probably much more than that. But it's not my problem that you don't watch proper TV. I'm sorry. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you know what? But anyway, so we'll be getting into that. Um, but, but first, first, let's get into this wine. Yes, please. So we were at Trader Joe's. Of like course. always, that's where um, we pick it up. And I was really drawn to this bottle because it has an interesting, like, gyroscope design on the label. And I was gyroscope? like, "Gyroscope is that a word?" Yeah, it's the that. Mm. Okay. It's it's actually a thing used in a lot of technology stuff to keep it upright. Like oh. so, because it because of gravity, it always knows which way is up. That's um, really interesting. I had no idea. I, I knew it was some like weird globy thing, yeah. but I didn't know it. Gyroscope. Mm-hmm. Learn something new every day. Uh, but another thing I love about this bottle is it's really like tall and slender. And it's just an interesting shape. And I was like, ooh, this looks fun. Yeah. So this one is actually a Paragon wine. Um, 
that is the the vineyard. It's Paragon Cellars. It's a Napa Valley cab. But this one, it was actually pretty hard to like look into it because the Paragon Cellars doesn't have a website or anything. Mm-hmm. And on the bottle, it doesn't tell you like what you're going to be tasting. So I had to like actually do research on this one. But apparently from previous reviews, it's like a very smooth, very fruit forward wine. Mm. Um, and I will say there are a lot of wines that have the Paragon name, but it's not the same one. This is Paragon with two R's, not Paragon with one. Right. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Let's crack it open. All right. Let's get into it. And I, again, we're at Brittany's apartment and her wine cutter is just better. Yep. It's like a, from a, a food network electric wine opener and oh oh I, do you remember that that purple one that yeah, mom got me i hated it so yeah i didn't like the opener a lot of the times it would like the cork would get stuck but that cutter the foil cutter was amazing so i kept that and then now i just use the this, woohoo man the woohoo oh, come on there we go all right let's get oh, I made into this get the cork off the that's the one thing about these like wine screw screws so you have to unscrew the cork i know you can't just true. like whoop it off that cork is really pretty actually oh has um no not mosaic that's not the word but mm, no but it's like this pretty like design patterny yeah mm. Mm. i like it me too all right let's get into this Ooh, that's pretty. That's it dark. It really is very dark and pretty. Okay. Cheers. Alright, cheers. Let's smell okay. it. Oh, it smells very berry. It does. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Alright, here we go. Cheers. Okay. I have a lot of uh, blackberry, I think. Oh, wow. Like a lot of blackberry. Yeah. Um, it's, it is very smooth. It is. Although, I, 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 so uh, looking at the reviews, sorry, <laughs> I know, sorry, I really stuttered over that. The reviews, that's a really smart idea to look at the reviews. Yeah, well, I also, I wanted to look at the reviews to see what it was like, but not look at them so much as to sway me one way or the other. So right. I didn't look at anyone's stars or really any like. I only looked at the reviews that were like, this is what it is. But, yeah. I like it. Me too. It's interesting. So it's also, what's kind of funny, since I don't have a cue, like, telling me what I'm tasting, I'm like, okay, what am I tasting? (laughs) I'm trying to think back to that one wine class I took where it described, like... Well, there's definitely notes of dark berries. I get a finish of almost like a honey... I'm trying to but decide. Not do I sweet? No, there's like it, it. This is one where I'm just like, is this leather? Is this tobacco? What am I oh, yeah. tasting? I, fuck, I don't know when it gets to things like that. It's, like, it's burning tires with a with a <laughs> hint of like canoe water. You know, when you canoe for a while and then some water gets in it and then it like heats up from the sun. That notes of it. And this one is a one hour seven minute workout armpit scent. 
fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> Just no for cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's cheese that I wouldn't eat. No, um, the smellier, the better. You know that. I disagree. No. But I will say, um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but this is limited reserve. It's a 2016 cab. Oh, no, uh, I don't think But it also was definitely that. like eight bucks. So limited reserve, eight bucks. I'm cool with that. Sounds fancy as shit, though. It does sound fancy as shit. But, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess... Let's hop into murders. Yeah, say I go first this week, right? Yep. All right. So, what is the story of your unconventional murder weapon? All right. Well, let me just tell you about it. So, my case is the murder of James um, Garrity. G-E-R-E-T-Y. Garrity. Okay. Garrity. Uh, by James Paul Harris. <laughs> Sounds like a book. <laughs> <laughs> the story of James Garrity by James Paul Harris. <laughs> it as does. read by Betty White. Be yes. Honestly. Oh, Betty. Maybe she can be a guest. Oh I, my god. She's old enough. She probably knows some murders. She tells about like old Hollywood murders. I bet she has some good stories. Mm -hmm. um, so this one I just used a lot of different sources. Again, like another another one that wasn't on wikipedia uh, mm -hmm. so i used cbs news um tomo news on youtube there were a couple of videos that i watched oh. um knbc news 9 wibw news and then a topeka capital journal some articles i read in that so this murder okay, happened so in kansas yeah it happened in kansas um and this guy how did you say his name again garrity 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 was 49 years old this is back in uh, 2011, kind of between oh, March and April. So it's a fairly recent one. Yeah, it is. So Garrity was 49, and he was planning on moving into the same home as James Paul Harris. I think maybe like renting a room or or something. Oh, did they like know each other? So this one was actually kind of difficult to research. I couldn't find a lot of information about the mm. background story. So a lot of what I'm going to share, um, some of these details came out of the trial. Okay. They had to have known each other if the case was he was going to move into the home. Yeah. And it didn't, from my research, it didn't sound like um, Garrity was buying the home from him or anything. It sounded mm. more like a, he was going to come live there. Um, however, instead of moving in, Garrity was killed. Oh. So. Well, that sucks. Yeah. This happened in Carbondale, Kansas, which was about... 18 miles from Topeka. Okay, so it's like a suburb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Topeka's fairly large. I think so. I think it's like 150,000. I mean, it's not a big city. No, but, no. Okay. It's, it's not a big city. So, what's going to come out later, um, Harris's former girlfriend is actually the one who, like, shared all his information, like, said that he told her he killed this guy. Oh. And, um, so basically what happened, Garrity comes into the home, and Harris shoots him in the stomach. Mm. But keeps him alive. For two days. Oh, he fucking miseried her. He, yeah. he just continues to torture him. Fuck. Until he decides to eventually use a guitar string to strangle him and decapitate him. Oh! Oh, that sounds difficult. Yeah. You just have to think of the brute force 
involved in that. Because, I mean, you've seen a guitar string. It's yeah. a very fine... Um, oh, I hope he was, like, dead from being strangled before he was decapitated. I hope so. Oh, God. I hope so. Because um, that would not be, like, a quick cutting someone's head off, like, with a machete or something. Like, you know, it wouldn't be, like, boom, and it's off. That would be, like, foot on the head, like, pulling... Anyway. Yeah. There's some word, and I'm sorry, I was trying to find it. Garrote? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I knew you would know that word. Yep. So that was a word that I kept coming across in this case. I had to look it up, and that just, it, that's the strangling aspect, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. Because this was a Garrote murder, and I, Ugh. yeah. Sounds like a Baroque murder. It sounds fancy. <laughs> it was not fancy. No, it was really it was... fucking brutal. Yeah. Harris ended up disposing of the torso, arms, and legs by putting them into a barrel, like one of those kind of blue... Um, yeah, like a drum. Like a drum, yep. He ends up putting it, the body parts in there and buried it on his father's property. Oh, my God. That's been deep. Yeah, because those are drum. big. Yeah. Those are big. But, like, he kept the head. Oh, why? He stuffed the head into a canvas bag and um, took it back home where he would constantly bring it out and talk to it during his voodoo rituals. Oh, fuck. Okay. So, so wait, did he, like, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it, but, like, scoop out the brains and stuff? Or is it, like, a currently rotting head? I'm pretty sure it's a currently rotting head just oh, sitting in fuck. his palm. Because, Girl, that's nasty. Yeah. So he would talk to it. It, it was involved in all of his voodoo worships. Um, eventually, he got rid of the head, possibly also burying that on his father's property. We're not entirely sure, but he does end up getting rid of the head. Did his dad, was dad aware of what's going on on his property? Definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. So, but he will soon be aware. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Well, yes. Um, In 2012, Harris's father's girlfriend, someone Mm -hmm. named Shirley Johnson. That is a Kansas name. Shirley Johnson. (laughs) I shouldn't say it like that. That was rude. Sorry, Sorry, Shirley. So, she is just out on the property um, collecting, gathering mushrooms, like just in the garden. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's, it was kind of a weird detail, but that's what she's do doing. That. People do that, and I'm like, you are gonna die. Even like people that are it's like risky. super knowledgeable about mushrooms and stuff. Maybe it's probably because I'm not super knowledgeable about mushrooms. I'm like, you're gonna actually be like, oh, this is a nice portobello, and it's like a poisonous one. You're gonna die. I know. So I know I always constantly bring this up, but the, you know, thinking of the first person who did it, or like... You do. I, you do bring that up all the time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If anyone knows, like, the story of wine, I know I could easily look this up, but I just think about, like, who was the one that decided to take a sip out of these, like, rotting, fermenting grapes and knowing that that'd be a good idea? I'm still of the theory, I haven't looked it up either, but that, like, people saw animals eating, like, grapes that had been rotting and acting like they were having a good-ass time and be <laughs> like, you know what? Same. And it tried them. We're like, oh, shit! Okay! Oh, uh, yeah! That anyway. is how I'm imagining things were like I don't know, 
15,000 years ago or whatever. Yeah. But like you, I am hesitant. I'm not going to go outside and start picking mushrooms and eating them. Just uh, like no. I'm not going to go outside and start picking berries and eating them either. No. Like, unless I'm like, yes, that is a blackberry plant that I know is a blackberry plant because of somewhat. Have you seen the tree that has those things? Yes, that, that look Max like- <laughs> keeps eating every time we go on a walk. He eats the ones that fall onto the sidewalk. They look like, like blackberries, but blackberries grow on a vine. So I don't know what the hell those are. I don't know. I mean, they might be like raspberries. No, they're not raspberries. I don't know what they are. I Max is fine. I can only get him away from them so much because they're all over the sidewalk. I know. They're everywhere. Um, I really like... There's that and then there's the plant that has like the little red berries. Yeah. Not it's not the holly bush because it's I think there are some holly bushes. Oh yeah, the like tree looking ones. Yeah, that, the trees yeah. with little red and I'm just like, okay, red means like don't eat it. Like oh, I not feel necessarily. Like... Strawberries and stuff are lots of fruits red. Okay. I I know, you're right, but I just think little berry that's bright bright red is probably not something you should eat. Oh, I thought you were gonna like <laughs> I just think about the kids store, you know, L- little berry in the big bad bush and you know, <laughs> <laughs> like okay <laughs> okay uh, anyway yeah back to Shirley yeah Shirley braver than I am Shirley braver than me also feeling pretty bad for Shirley because she picks up a portion of the skull like the top of the skull <gasps> oh freaks the fuck out of course yeah so she runs inside yeah. to show this to um, Harris's father Jeff and Jeff immediately reported uh, this to the authorities. Yeah. And he's like, uh, e- e- yeah, you're gonna need to come check this out. There's part of a human skull that I found on my property. Fuck. And, um... Must have been a pretty big piece to, like, be able to be like, that is a human skull. Yeah, I think it was literally kind of like the forehead, like, oh. and the top of the eye socket, like, oh. kind of yeah. that slice. Okay. You would think. Um... So this was a missing missing person's case, and they're looking through it, and kind of one thing that had happened uh, months prior, because again, this was in 2012, and Mm. the murder was in 2011. So Garrity had been reported missing by the person he picked up his social security checks from, because he stopped picking up those checks. So this started out as a missing person's case. Once the skull was found and it was ID'd to be Garrity, it yeah. turned into a homicide. Yeah. Um, however, they why have he, never found the body. Why? I guess my thought, why would he bury it on his dad's property? Like, literally that immediately makes, like, you, Shirley, and your dad the three main suspects, probably. Yeah. And then dude rented a house from you. Oh, you're literally the, like, prime suspect instantly. Yeah. Well, and I don't know that he ever actually got around to renting the house, but definitely becomes the prime suspect. Well, yeah. Well, I'm sure all... I'm sure Garrity had told, like, maybe his friends or someone, or there was record that he was, like, planning on renting it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, like I was saying, they never found the body. Jesus. To this day, they have still never found the body. And I'll get into more details later, but... So him being like, I buried it in a drum and buried it in the yard... Was just from what he said. Mm-hmm. Jesus. So at the time that Harris was charged with the murder of James Garrity, mm-hmm. he was actually already being held in prison oh. in Texas on an unrelated crime. Oh, there you so go. So they let him finish his sentence, 
let him. That's, that's <laughs> so kind of them. They let him finish. No, mm-hmm. they had him finish his sentence in Texas, and in December 2012, they brought him to Kansas. Mm-hmm. So his, his sentence was coming to an end anyway. Like, yes. it wasn't like he saw, like, years left. No, no, no. Okay. It was coming to an end. I can't completely remember what this one was, because Harris had been in... You know, this was not the first time that he had been ah. in uh, prison. Mm-hmm. That kind of life he was living. Ugh. So he actually... You know, after he was charged, he pleaded innocent to premeditated first-degree murder, and he ended up being held in Osage County Prison while he awaited trial. So, what ended up happening? Harris's formal former girlfriend, which is kind of hard hard to say. Harris's oh. former girlfriend. Yep. Oh. Well, you got it. Okay. Well. So his former girlfriend, Bobby Williams, who was twenty-nine. Oh, and to note, Harris was twenty-nine at the time that this happened. And uh, Garrity was 49, right? Garrity was 49. Okay. So, Bobby testified during Harris's preliminary hearing um, in March 2014 is when this ended up happening. Gotta, gotta love how long it freaking takes to get something in court. This was and preliminary. Prelimi- yeah. Yeah. Two years later. Yeah. So, has he been... Do you know if he's been in jail this time or if he's just been, like, out? Because either way, it's fucked up. Either way, he's been free, or either way, he's been in jail, but not having gone through the system yet yeah. for two years. He's He's been in prison while he's awaiting trial. See, that's so fun. Like, in this case, you know, okay, he did it, mm-hmm. so justice. But think of all the people who are, they haven't been to trial yet. They haven't been, you know, convicted, and they're just in prison well a lot of like it's in jail well a lot of the problem is a lot of these people are being held because they they can't can't afford afford bail bail. that's yeah oh my i can go on like a 17 hour long rant about this but i will condense it because it makes me so mad how how a wealthy person can do the exact same crime as someone who's not even poor as someone who yeah it just doesn't have you know 10% 10% of their bail as disposable income or is unwilling to do to go to a bail bondsman and be under that kind of break. like you know a, they could fucking a wealthy person could fucking murder someone and then be out for two years before their trial happens it is such a fucked up system that is so rigged against it lower is. income and people of oh it, I know Oh, I know. Makes me. Uh, it makes me so angry yes. that there just needs to be so much reform to the criminal justice system, and that is only one small piece of it. It's a tiny piece, and like the reform that needs to be done it, is astronomical. It's. I will say though, it's a tiny piece. It's a small piece of what needs to be done, but for those people affected by it, it's. It's their the, life. It's such a huge piece, and that's what some people don't realize is that like. I oh, I know. That anyway. Sorry. Totally on the same page. No, totally on the same page. But let's see what Bobby said. Mm -hmm. So Bobby said that Harris, you know, he he kept the head in a bag Mm -hmm. and he would constantly bring it out and talk to it. He, you know, in addition, he kept a voodoo doll with a photo of Garrity taped to it in a bedroom at the house they shared together. So Bobby and, and... James Harris lived together. Oh, and like, my. 
this is going okay. on. Okay, wait, wait. Why didn't she come to the? Why didn't she report it to the police? There's a lot of like drugs and stuff involved, and these are not. Okay. So as I get kind of further into it, you'll see that um, Bobby Williams. We'll just we'll call her Williams. Williams was. <sighs> very difficult i think she ended up being held in contempt because she was not cooperating during this preliminary hearing with the you know both the defense and the prosecution like she just okay but the thing she was saying like it's like she was a reliable witness and i'll I'll get into this but so just know that these things were asked of asked of her but I'm just saying, if my boyfriend had a skull in the house, or no, not even a skull, it still has like skin and shit on it. If he had a head that he was talking to, I would um, go, I would leave, and be like, um, hello, 911, uh, some shit's going down. I won't be there. I'm literally on my way to my therapist, but <laughs> this is what you might find. Bye! That is what I would say. Verbatim, yeah. On my nine one one call. Well, I don't think she had that opportunity. Oh. She didn't take that opportunity. That's just Fair. she didn't do that. Fair. So what ended up happening? Um, prosecutors allege that Harris killed Garrity sometime between March third, twenty eleven, and April twentieth, twenty eleven. So they're not again because all they have is the skull. So they have no idea how to tell. Um, Exactly, you know, time of death. Yeah. Um, yes, well, it's more wine. Does the does the skull include like the neck where it sh- would show like strangulation marks and like no. cut off the head parts on the bone, or it's no, just it literally just the top of the skull? Oh, they don't have the rest of it. No. Oh, okay. They have a piece of the skull. So um, Johnson, Shirley Johnson, ended up testifying about when she found this piece of the skull. She says, you know, she saw it lying on the ground, thought it was a soccer ball. She put it in her bag, which just gets, it gets even worse. She didn't just find it. She, like, picked it up and touched it, thought it was something else. Um, Took it into the house, and Jeff Harris, you know, Harris's father, saw this and was like, what the, no, what the fuck? It's a skull. And that's when he called 911. Oh, my God, Shirley. Um, He, so Johnson said, nope. Yes. So Shirley said law enforcement officers arrived and then they searched the property for 10 hours. Oh, damn. You know, for what else that they could possibly find. Yeah. So Harris did previously live at his father's home. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why he thought that's where he should go to get rid of it. I mean, who knows? Literally no idea why that's where he went. Yeah. So another one of the witnesses in his preliminary hearing was someone named Julie Wyant. Um, she testified that she knew Harris. She'd known him for about 10 years and that he told her he killed someone. Her, Harris went to school with her son and like during this conversation, I guess for some reason, Harris is telling people that he had murdered someone. So he mar- murdered someone, put his body on the property and the head was somewhere else. So he's kind of just going around and like almost bragging about this yeah. to a few people and that's some of the people that they talked to um when when they asked for more details from Wyant about this conversation you know like what did she ask Harris like what he was going to do if he was ever found out and um she said that he said 
the person that he killed, again, he's not identifying him. He's like, oh, the person I killed, he has no teeth, no fingerprints. I took those off. Like, I'm not going to be found. Bitch, DNA. What? Yeah, like, DNA is going to get him. I will say, crazy thing to think about is if this had happened in the 70s, he might not have been caught. Well, you know, no, I take it back because he was stupid. <laughs> it was He hit it on his father's property. It was possibly a tenant. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. So back to their questioning of Bobby Williams. She told, you know, they asked what what was her involvement with Harris during mm-hmm. this time? And this is, again, like going to like, well, why didn't you come forward and, and all of that. Um, so she gave a little bit more detailed information. She said that Harris killed Garrity in the upstairs bedroom in the house. Later, when he disposed of the body by putting it into a barrel, he also supposedly used some type of substance to break it down. So I'm sure there was some type of acid involved. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't just put the body in the barrel. Yeah. Um, later, Williams, you know, pointed out the exact spot where this barrel was buried. And so they dug it up. And it wasn't there. Like, they. so what I'm saying, like, the, the body has not been found. Okay. Um, they further asked her to describe the manner of death, you know, how Garrity was killed. And she says, okay, if you really want to know. It, yes, we do. We're at the trial. Yeah. So, at that point in the hearing was when they were like, okay. We need to have a little attorney's conference. Um, they talked to the judge who agreed to an immediate competency hearing for Williams to make sure that, like, what she's saying is, like, legit. Like, she is enough in her mind to actually answer these questions. Yeah. Again, so they asked her about all of her drug use, asked if she had, you know, been on any substance around this time that it happened. So maybe it was impairing her memory. Um, she denied using meth because there was a lot of I didn't really go into this research but there was like a lot of meth going on well Which, yeah it's it's the rural America so that doesn't surprise me so there's a lot of meth a lot of marijuana um, which are two so extremely I know. Things, I'm like, oh but... <laughs> no, marijuana, that's going to do anything to you. Yeah. But then meth. But then meth. But she did admit that she was taking some medication for depression. And so based on all of that, they deemed that she was competent. And yeah. this, again, was like an immediate hearing. So it's like then they go just right into continuing to question her about Garrity's death. Um, she said Harris shot him in the stomach, put him in a barrel, and buried it. Um, she said she had never met Garrity. She only knew him by his name um, that Harris had given him. He called Garrity the voodoo doll hanging from the ceiling. Okay. Harris also called the doll Bob on the Hill, poor Jimbo, poor Jimbo Balinski. So it was like Harris had all these weird fucking nicknames yeah. that he referred to Garrity as and like that's what fuck that's what that's what like his you know girlfriend at the time knew him as and whatever didn't actually know who this person was yeah fuck yeah Williams also later testified that on one occasion Harris told her that he moved the body she said you know he got home he was really dirty and sweaty and um that he constantly kept a bag of items including a guitar string machete and a shotgun so this guy just seriously what the <laughs> fuck like 
I know. Oh, what? I, one is a big bag. That's like a duffel bag. You have a shotgun in it. And a machete. And a machete. <laughs> but also just a guitar screen. Like, uh, guitar string could fit in like a fanny pack. Come on, man. Guitar string could fit in your pocket. Oh, well, that too. Like, I'm, I'm thinking like external. But right. I, okay. And he always had that with him? That's what she said. Wow. So, further throughout, like, her testimony, she would start saying that she didn't know the answers, she didn't know why she was being asked the questions, and, you know, the judge had to repeatedly remind her that she was required to answer these questions. Like, she's under oath. Yeah. You have to answer these questions. God. Um. I'm so glad. Well, okay, no. <laughs> I don't have a phrase like that. I have never, like, been to court or been other, uh, under oath. It just sounds like stressful like, I know it's like tell the truth and that's easy but it's like I don't know I can understand lawyers being like well, what about this and you're like fuck where did that come from uh this oh it's terrifying I, I feel like yeah have you I would... been under have you been to court no no no. no 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 imagining it would be terrifying okay. <laughs> you <laughs> answered it you're like it's terrifying <laughs> I remember my murder trial Oh Jesus yeah, so, like, after the judge reminded her that she had to answer these questions, she just said, it's not really important because it was after the fact. And it's kind of... She, so, she's, like, saying shit like this, and they're like, um, what? They're like, honey, this is... This is a trial. I'm sorry, we need to take a brief recess. The uh, witness needs to watch a couple episodes of Law & Order so she understands what the hell's going on. Yeah, for real, though, because they were asking her, like, how long she knew Harris, when she met him... And, again, when they were talking about the doll, she kept saying they refer to the doll as Bob on the Hill. And so then, of course, the attorneys are like, who's they? Yeah. Who's they? And she's like, oh, you, you know, she's getting aggravated and agitated. And she's like, oh, you know, friends, any anyone around there knew it was Bob on the Hill. And, like, she just what kept... I know. So she's denying that she knows the names of these other people that were at the home, but identified one of them as one of Harris's cousins. So, like... So she knew it was his cousin, but he was like, oh, it's my cousin. Not like, oh, this is my cousin Robert. According to her. Like, she doesn't know who they are, but she knows, like, who they are to Harris. Like, what? Yeah, it's just really, really weird. So, like, she's giving these, like, really weird splotchy answers bringing up new things then probably being like oh shit i shouldn't have said that and trying to like back out of it like clearly that's what's going on yeah like and so again she's still a credible witness because she has information yeah she's just they're like, it's like pulling teeth to get it out of her uh, um so again they ask her about the time frame of her relationship with mm-hmm. harris and you know she said the last time she saw him was a couple days before he got arrested um and that he had come to her home in Topeka to kill James Cox, who was her husband. Wait, so she had a husband? Apparently. And she's dating Harris. This is how it came out. Okay. Yeah, it's just like this random little tidbit where it's just like, wait, what the fuck? Um, she said she'd live with Harris until he sent me to live with his cousin. What? What is her husband doing in this time? See, like, where did my wife go? Yeah, I have literally no idea. Like, and it says husband, and maybe it was an ex-husband. Maybe they, were, they were separated. Yeah, like, that's I fair. have no idea. Um, that seems more likely because she was living with Harris. Yeah. Um. So they asked her about her testimony of seeing 
Garrity's head in the home, and she said that she never saw it. Um, and then they were like, well, but you talked to the detective about the head, and she's like, no, I didn't. So, again, like, Bobby, like, literally fucking frustrating. Yeah. With all the things that she's saying, not saying, da-da-da-da-da. Um, Fuck. Yeah. So the the court later heard testimony from two different forensic scientists who told how Garrity's identity was confirmed with DNA of the skull, like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. No more witnesses were called. It was determined, again, with this piece of skull that had been identified as Garrity's, that a person would die with that part of their skull removed. So that's how they knew this was a dead person. Yeah. So, like, I guess if you found a piece of skull, it couldn't have been the you, from a dead person. I don't know. Yeah, but, no, that makes sense. Does it? Yeah. It's it's kind of a weird thing, but, like, that's why they, they didn't call anymore. They're like, yeah, you know, if, if the person would die if they had this portion of their skull removed. Yes. Um... So, this, there was, if there was any speculation that for any reason Garrity was still alive, he, it was not. He was dead. And again, because and again, it's like, the, the skull is all they have. Yeah. They don't have anything else. Shit. An immediate ruling was made, saying that the state had met its obligation to show probable cause, and they believed that Harris had committed the crime. The judge then ordered that Harris be bound over for arraignment before Osage County... Chief Judge Philip M. Frome at 3 p.m. on March 31st, 2014. Oh, so that was all the preliminary trial. That was all the preliminary trial. Okay. So, during the trial, um, Harris, he was originally charged with premeditated first-degree murder in Garrity's slaying, but District Court Judge Philip Frome, who, I think it's, I think it's Frome, F-R-O-M-M-E, yeah. So he ended up sentencing Harris based on a plea agreement that they reached in December. Um, it's probably from. From. Yeah. It's probably from. You're t- you're totally right, Judge From. Anyway. Sorry. So that's okay. So he sentenced Harris based on a plea agreement that was reached in December by prosecutors and the defense attorney. Um, Harris pleaded no contest on December 15th to involuntary manslaughter in the death of James Garrity. Involuntary? Yes. What? Okay. So he somehow um, went from premeditated first degree murder to involuntary fucking, manslaughter. That's a good fucking plea deal. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would have taken it too. Yeah. It literally changed everything. Uh, the prosecutor's office accepted the plea uh, to the less serious homicide charge with the involuntary manslaughter because, unfortunately, um, prosecuting the death of Garrity as a premeditated first-degree murder had a lot of different challenges. And, you know, other than a portion of the victim's skull, they didn't have the body... The murder weapon had never been recovered. Um, not all the prosecution's witnesses were available. And there were credibility issues with yeah. the major witness. With yeah, Williams. no, it makes sense. I understand, but damn. Yeah. Um, so they were just saying like it was just going to be a really tough case to prosecute. Yeah. So the plea deal enabled them to get him you know, behind bars for something. Yeah, well, then it precludes them having to go before a jury. So, yeah. Right. 
So in April 2015, Harris was sentenced to four years and two months in prison. Oh, it gets worse. Four years and two months? It gets worse. Oh, great. Harris was released from prison in May 2017. That's two years later. Fuck. So this was a murder case that happened this decade. All the evidence was found. It was a slow-ass no, no, no. Process. They didn't have the evidence. Well, like, the investigation was conducted. Yes, an investigation the, was conducted. They went through the court process. He was sentenced. And he's been released. All of this has happened in seven six, years. seven years. Well, six years. Seven if you count it from right now. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. So he got fucking released. And obviously, Garrity's family was just fucking furious. Yeah. Like, I read a couple quotes that his brother was just saying, like, how fucked up the system is and how he can't believe. He's like, so you can... So, like, you can murder, decapitate, like, completely desecrate the body, and And you get get four years. Fuck! But then get out after two. Fuck. And, like, I feel like... Was it because of time served? Because of the jail time prior? Well, that's what I was going to say. I haven't done the math, but I'm sure... I'm that, sure yeah. that's what they did because Fuck. he was in jail for a period of time. Um, so turns out a little bit more in the story in December. Oh God, there's more. <laughs> so yeah, there is a little bit more to the story. Mm. Fuck. Um, in December 2017, two people, one of those being Harris. Fuck. So this is like a few months ago. Well, this twenty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, not even (laughs) half a year ago. Yep. So, um... Fuck! There, around the Topeka area, um, two people were in custody in connection with weapons and drug crimes after a traffic stop. Mm -hmm. So, one of the Topeka police lieutenants um, said in a news release that Harris, who at this time was 33, and someone named Candace King, 34, were booked into jail in connection with being a felon in possession with a firearm, a warrant... Traffic violations, drugs, and identity theft. Shit. So, like, there's a fuck ton going on. Um, And during the traffic investigation, officers located an illegally altered shotgun, meth, drug paraphernalia, and checks that did not belong to either of these two people in the vehicle. Yeah. Potentially, there was also an explosive device in the car. Um, when they further looked into that, it was determined to be a, a homemade firework. Jesus. But okay, what is the difference between a homemade firework and a homemade small bomb? I'm pretty sure there shouldn't be any type of difference. Because, because I'm pretty sure a firework is just a low bomb. Yes. And also, if it's homemade... Yeah, it could just be they homemade it kind of shitty. Yeah. So, I could not find any further information. The possibilities, because this was just like six months ago, so there might not be any more information. Um, But yeah, so apparently, you can decapitate someone with a fucking guitar string and go to jail for... Two years. Two years. Jesus. And I just, the fact that they they never found the body, the witnesses were unreliable, sketchy, like, yeah, it's crazy. Did you look up a photo of him? I did. And he looks like... He's terrifying. I mean, yeah. He's a scary fucking dude. He is definitely a scary fucking dude. But, ugh. 
But I just still am thinking about just how gruesome decapitation via guitar string is. Yeah, that's insane. I, ugh, okay, yeah. So that, anyway. Um, it is time for another drink. It is time for bottle number two. I need it real bad before I hear yours. I didn't yeah. realize, like, when I picked this topic how gruesome it was going to be, but I guess I should have. Yeah, now I, oh, fuck. As we do more of these, I'm like, hmm, is our second bottle going to devolve to, instead of being wine, a bottle of vodka? Because some of these are fucking heavy, and I feel like I need a Durang. But then remembering how drunk I was at the end of last one, maybe maybe that wouldn't be a great idea. I, it still just cracks me up, the amount of editing that, that went into episode four, because uh, <laughs> there was much more giggling than y'all realize and giggling and, and fighting whole yeah whole conversations <laughs> we had to cut out well so one of these things once we can figure whoops. out how to do it not whoops i spilt an air cap oh whoops that was too much god i literally the, y'all should have seen my face. it was i was scared <laughs> i thought i would be the subject of the next murder podcast oh my god no um i completely lost my train of thought i'm sorry it's quite all right. I got too scared for my couch. Yeah, we're all good. Um, yeah, well, whatever the thought was that I had, well, it will Bobby, never be said. It won't. Cheers. Cheers. Bottle two. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is really a good one. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely a good, I think, intro cab for people who maybe yes. haven't really tried cabs yet. Because yeah. it's very berry e. Which is a word that I love using. Barrelicious. What the Berry. Berry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, barrelicious. But yeah, no, if you're used to like a Pinot Noir or a Tempranillo or like a lighter red and you're wanting to try a cab, this one's amazing because it's berry forward. It's smooth. It's not super oaky or really like heavy. Bucks. Yeah, it's exactly like eight dollars. Like, yeah, I think it was like seven ninety nine yep. at Trader Joe's. Uh, so even though they don't have a website or a lot of information, I definitely recommend it. Check it out. Yes. All right. Well, I'm excited to hear about your murder. Yes. So let's get into it. Okay. All right. So mine is the case of Anna Trujillo. Trujillo. I think Trujillo. T-R-U-J-I-L-L-O. Trujillo. Trujillo. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. So most of my information comes from both the New York Daily News and The Sun, which is like a British newspaper. Oh, okay. So that's where I, there was some stuff from like the Houston Chronicle that I looked at and some local Houston ones because this did happen um, in Houston, Texas. Uh, but those were the and big sources I used. there was a British newspaper covering it? <laughs> You'll... You'll understand why. Okay. It was okay. pretty insane. I'm excited. Um, because, yeah. Yeah. It's a very unconventional murder weapon. Okay. So, uh, Trujillo uh, previously lived, like, a pretty high life. She was um, an executive for Coca-Cola, and she actually moved to downtown Houston in 2009 after oh, yours the end. is recent too. It is. We both picked recent ones. Yeah. This time, uh, but she moved to Houston after uh, the breakup of like her second marriage. 
Uh, she was 45 at this time, and she met uh, 59-year-old Stefan Anderson, who was a university professor there mm-hmm. in Houston. Okay. Um, and their relationship progressed, like, pretty quickly, and she moved into his apartment within just a few weeks. Oh. Yeah. Well, although, okay, to be completely fair, sometimes I feel like when um, you're you're dating and you're older... You cut out all the bullshit, and this yeah. is not for everyone because sometimes there's still like a ton of bullshit. But I feel like you can like accelerate in a relationship a lot quicker. Well, yeah. My biggest thought about that is like, fuck, she must have had a, a good and accessible break lease fee with her current apartment because true. Uh, a lot of uh, places in Texas, the break lease fee is the rest of your contracted rent. I'm kind of thinking that might be Austin. Oh. I mean, I don't know for sure. I just have a gut feeling that tells me it is. Yeah. Because, Because well, in Seattle, know, it was maximum. The, your max break lease fee could be two months rent. Oh, no. This is like pay the rest of it. Yeah. This is like, oh, well, you're on a lease fee and you've been there two months. So your break lease fee is ten months rent. And I'm like, oh, I live here forever. Or at least the next ten months. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, no, she must have had a she must have had a good one. Must have. Um, so, or a lot of money from Coca Cola. True, that is true. <laughs> um, so, uh, in speaking about Anderson, Trujillo said, you know, he was very intelligent, very charming, and he completely fell in love with me. Um, oh. <laughs> she also, yeah, yeah. I like that perspective. You, you know, girl. Honestly, we'll we'll get into that. But God, I wish I had that confidence. Yeah, like he was in love with me because I'm a bad bitch. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so she's saying, she, you know, I always had a lot of shoes, and he had a shoe fetish. He liked me wearing heels, like that was his thing. Oh. Yeah, I was like, that's interesting. So, in 2013, the couple got into an argument um, that was, like, big. Like, it was a big argument um, and actually started in the back of a taxi on their way home. Oh, shit. So, the argument... Just saying. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. Oh, yeah. Pretty pretty good. Penny for your thumb. Yeah. But the argument continued um, as they went up to his apartment. Or I guess their apartment at this point. Because yeah, they both they live together. there. Yeah. Trujillo com- claims that he became very angry when he saw that she had packed her suitcases to go and see her family the next day. So oh. maybe he was thinking, like, she was you're leaving. fucking leaving me. Yeah. And she's like, I'm gonna go see my family, bitch. Like, what? Yeah. She then said that he became furious he changed and he wasn't himself anymore. Um, at that point, he started to slam her against the wall. He took his hands and was oh like beating them against the wall. Yeah. Oh my God. So he got violent. He, yeah. At this point, Trujillo claims that she fell back and grabbed a hold of his hair in the scuffle. So it's like a fight. Yeah. Like it's. Shit. Um, she then explained that, like, you know, we were rolling around. He was on top of me. I couldn't breathe. He was suffocating me. You know, he wouldn't let me go. And I was just saying, you know, please let me go. So it's, like, Ugh. fucking intense. Jesus. 
she then states that, you know, I reached over and I found the shoe and he was on top of me and I was just hitting him with the shoe and I was saying, please get off me. I was just crying and he was laughing. It didn't even seem like it was phasing him. After this, she called the police and in her 911 call, she was quoted as saying, he assaulted me. I hit him with my shoe and now he's bleeding. Okay. Yeah. So that's... Granted, all of these are her statements. Okay. Because she is the one who lived to say the statements. Oh. When the police responded to uh, the call and, like, sort of, like, when they walked into the apartment, they described the scene as, like, walking into a slaughterhouse. What? There is blood everywhere. Like, it is not... It's not just she hit him with the shoe. So she, after all the evidence, after everything they saw, the police arrested her for murder. (gasps) And it was discovered that she had hit him 25 times in the head with the stiletto of her $1,500 five and a half inch high heel shoe that he had previously bought for her. Do we know what kind of shoes these were? They're $1,500, so... Were they some lubies? Honestly, maybe. Because that's what I was picturing. Or I mean, that's what I... Her going at him with some Louboutins. That's what I'm picturing right now when you were saying how tall they were and then the price, obviously. But whole, tw- well, you say they 25 were, times? 25 times. They were suede. So they were like suede stiletto heels. I don't know if Louboutins make suede. I think so. I, I think they make but, everything. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. So... There's some rage going on. Oh my god. Yeah. And just the fact the police that she called them and was like, you know, he attacked me, this is what happened. And the police saw him were like, I don't think so. I don't think that's what happened. They're like, um, yeah, so what we're seeing here is not pretty that. inconsistent with what you said on the phone. Just gonna point that out right right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I cannot imagine the scene. Because no. she, like, he's dead on the floor. And she, like, fun after, like, a, like, okay. A stiletto heel is thin. Like, it is, I guess, sharp as high heels go. Yeah. I do not think of a stiletto as really being able to, like, puncture someone when hitting them with it. Because, like, stepping on someone, maybe, because that's, like, your whole ass body weight. Yeah. But your whole ass (laughs) and your body weight. It's both. So, what I'm honestly picturing, which is is kind of, like, super gruesome, but she hit him 25 times. I'm like, can can they see his face? Or is it all, like, fucked up? I don't know. Because I feel like if you're going to hit someone in the head that many times, it's probably going to be all over. Well, she was saying he's on top of her. And she grabbed so think, the shoe. Think and it's back of the head. Yeah, I'm imagining, you know, hand like in the top of the shoe hitting with the hitting him in the back of the head. Yep. But okay. let's go into yeah. the trial. So she she had denied murder. She was like, I didn't murder him, and she maintained that he had been physically and mentally and emotionally abusive, and that she finally had to kill him in self-defense because Holy of shit. this fight and because of who he was. Yeah. So, prosecutors actually argued that Trujillo didn't kill Anderson in a moment of sudden passion, but that his killing was a vicious murder in that in which she, like, 
pinned him down, and repeatedly stabbed him with the shoe. Oh my god. Yeah. So they're... I'm just imagining this woman pinning him down and... But wouldn't they be able to tell... Okay, sorry. Yep, See, I'll let you that's go. where I'm at of like... But the stabbings would be different, right? Yeah, like where on his head it'd be located if he's on top or she's on top. Because I feel like if you are being attacked, you're not going to be the person on top. Like, you're not going to have access to their face. But he could have been on top. I mean, and she could have, like, shoe between them, stabbing him in the face. Possibly. So, maybe. But, I don't know, gravity. I don't know how that shit works. I'm not an investigator or a CSI dude. God. Just crazy to think about all the different angles of how Mm -hmm. it could have happened. Yeah. And remember, fuck a slaughterhouse when they walked in. So it wasn't like they stayed in one place stabbing. Then what you were just saying with, like, the underneath hitting is, like, she's on bottom hitting him in the face. That wouldn't have blood spatter. I mean, the blood splatter would be onto her and onto the carpet. It wouldn't be, like, you know. Right. The the sound of blood splatter. Spatter. (sighs) Spatter, splatter. It, they would mean the same thing. Yeah, but the, the, it's spatter. The correct term is spatter? Yeah. Okay, well. I only say this because... I used to say splatter, and I got called out. By who? By someone who could have been incorrect. It's... All right, mister has the kind of, like, criminology degree. I don't know the answer to this. It could be either. You're probably correct. I've had a bottle of wine. Leave me alone. I think it's spatter. Okay, well, the blood spatter splattered. There we go. There you go. There you go. So... She, Trujillo, uh, took to the witness stand and told the jurors that she was forced to kill Anderson to save her own life. Um, and then during the fight, which was like more than an hour long, um, she had been chased and knocked into, chased down, knocked into a wall, thrown over the couch. Like it was a very brutal fight. Jesus. So she actually, her testimony was over seven hours and it was very what they wait they they talk that long mm-hmm. oh my god and hers was very like not necessarily inconsistent but rambling she said a lot without saying a lot kind of oh i mean she spoke for seven god. hours over what was happening like so like super super side note and knock on wood ish kind of we don't want to like awaken the dog so we're not actually gonna knock on wood but pretend we did i actually kind of want to get jury duty but it would have to be an interesting case this is why i'm knocking on wood so it's not like a fucking traffic violation honestly same I've never had jury duty before. I haven't either. Um, they've never. I'm they've kind never of had interested. Me. Like everyone always talks about, like, oh fuck, jury duty. I'm kind of interested. Although currently yeah. in my role, I wouldn't be able to take paid time off, so I'd actually have to. Like the only guarantee is like you'll have your job, and I'm like I need to eat and pay bills. <laughs> oh so my god! So I have to turn you, it down. What do you get jury duty? You can turn it down. Do you have a choice. 
I think I think if you bring up like literally I'm not getting paid, I won't be able to pay my bills. They can be like, okay, dismissed. Yeah, no, that would make sense because like, why'd you get put on a case that's gonna be like fucking OJ where it's like a year? Oh my god, then I'd be <laughs> You're like, like living in a hotel, I can't talk to you. I no, wonder if there are because again, I've never been on a trip. I wonder if there's like a stipend they give you to like help you pay while you're out of work because i know certain companies will give you time off for jury duty yeah but i feel like if it's a case it's like a year long they can't like i feel like there's a time limit on what companies can offer right no there has to be because you know a company hires you to do a job and they can't plan for you not to be there for a year they would have to hire someone else i wonder how that works because i can also see because you're legally bound to do jury duty right so i can also see how you like could sue if you got fired for being on the jury i don't know that's what i'm saying i feel like you wouldn't be fired i feel like it would be the case where like your company would quote unquote hold your job but they would hire someone else yeah they would have to i don't think they could especially with how the u.s doesn't even do any legally anything for fucking uh, parental leave yeah so, I would assume there's no law, really, that's like, oh, the company has to pay your salary while you're in jury duty. No. So, there would have to be some kind of stipend, right? I'd hope so. God, I don't know. I don't if know. Listeners, also, if any of y'all have been on jury duty, yeah, like, let, let us, us know. know. Also, I'm really curious about, like, long term. Would you put that on your resume? <laughs> like, but also, what if you're on a time-limited contract? I don't know. Oh, that's so many questions. I know. We have to look into Never that. Thought about this because there are definitely some trials that are like a fucking year long, like OJ. Yep. That it's like. Uh, also, uh, you couldn't travel during that year because you're fucking on trial. Uh, maybe well, jury duty didn't sound as fun. Maybe that's why people bitch and moan and complain. But again, I still want to be on jury duty. I do too, and I know it sounds like kind of weird. So, but... U.S. court system, hit us up, add us, send us an email, <laughs> let us know. We'll 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 be your jury. But like when you think about it, just having a say. So it's like, okay, yes, it sounds like kind of interesting being a part of the case, learning all the information, behind the scenes stuff. But at the same time. You're holding someone's life potentially in your hands, depending mm-hmm. on what your what case you're on, and that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, but I kind of still want to do it. I do too. I think it's. I mean, it's an important part of like our legal system. It is and to be like so directly involved in it. Yeah, I, yeah. Although I feel like you could never like somehow submit and be like, "Hi, I would really like to be on jury duty." They'd be like. No, no. I we're not, we're not going to get an unbiased opinion from someone that's just begging to do this. Fair, yeah. I will say though, it would be nice to be on it in Austin because our courthouse is goddamn gorgeous. Yeah. I walk; it's on the other side of, um, like where I catch the bus to go home. It's on mm-hmm. the other side of the square. It's gorgeous. I think it's only a few years old. I think they rebuilt it, but it's like this modern architecture. One thing y'all might realize, actually, maybe not because no, I, I can't think, imagine it coming up. I don't think you up. brought it up. I love architecture. It has one always been one of my passions. Um, thought about majoring in architecture when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Didn't for other reasons, but it's always been one of my passions, and I love it. Anyway, this courthouse is gorgeous. Let me get back to tr- yes. the Trujillo high heel murder. Yep. 
Please continue. That's what I'm going to call it now. The Trujillo High Heel Murder. Yes. Um, anyway, so, yeah, she testified for, like, seven hours. It was a very rambling testimony. And rambling? She t- I don't know what that's like. I don't know. What's that? I We mm-hmm. would never. Uh, but she testified that she had no idea she'd hurt him so badly um, until she actually, like, reached down for him and realized that her hands are full of blood. Which is something, I'm like, what? You, you, hit you him. have eyes. You hit him 25 times. Well, let's even think, like, okay, maybe she, like, not blacked out, but, like, didn't realize she hit him that much. You, you have eyes. Either you hit him in the back of the head because he's on top of you, or because you're on top of him and he's face down. Whatever. You could see it. Like, yeah. I can't, especially if it's described as a slaughterhouse. Yeah. I feel like you wouldn't have to reach your hands down to, like, oh, he's bleeding. I feel like you'd be like, oh, wow. Yep. Look at this mess. Look at this mess. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks to bleach products, I don't have to worry about murdering my boyfriend. That's dark. Sparkle clean. Like one of those commercials where it's like, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> they'll no. never know. That's dark. That's real fucking dark. Super dark. Anyway, bleach. Don't add us. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> um. So the defense actually. So the defense maintained that she killed him in pure self-defense, and that she did what she had to do because okay. he was attacking yeah. her. He was abusive. He was this monster. And it was self-defense. The prosecution, on the other hand, stated that the fact that she took a stiletto to his face, so it was to his face, not the back of his head. Oh, wait. Oh, Mm -hmm. gotcha, gotcha. 25 times, and then paraded around the town like she's the victim, is insulting to the victim, to the real victim. And, like, that was the prosecution statements during the closing arguments, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they presented like witnesses during the trial, um, and the witnesses that were presented by the prosecutors in the punishment phase detailed Trujillo's criminal history and firsthand experiences in, where she was like violent towards them when she drank. Um, and oh. she was also arrested twice for drunk driving. So she. So she had a history. Yeah. Like, it's not as cut and dry as she would want you to think. Right. She definitely had an issue with alcohol. Yeah. And, you know, definitely became violent when she was drunk. Oh, God. Um, And it's important to note that she had been drinking the night of Anderson's death. But her blood alcohol level wasn't tested, According to testimony. Oh, so they'll never know if that could have been a factor at all. Mm-hmm. During the trial, prosecutors highlighted that Trujillo um, did not have any injuries from her confrontation. You know, she described... No defense wounds? None. She described this more than an hour-long fight. He's throwing her against the wall, over the couch. They're rolling around fighting. She has no defensive wounds. Or she has no injuries, no defensive like wounds. Like no bruises, no nothing. Nothing. While what? a researcher had found um, defensive wounds on Anderson's hands and wrists. <gasps> as if he was fighting back from getting stabbed in the face with a heel. Yeah. 
But Trujillo's attorneys argued that she had been injured, but that they weren't, you know, the injuries weren't looked at properly or that they had healed by the time they got looked at. Yeah. Which, again, I'm not a, um investigator or whatever but i feel like if it's that kind of fight your injuries are not going to heal like your injuries aren't going to be you know a bruise here a bruise there which well bruises super... take a while to heal that's true although uh, light bruises when they look yeah. yeah that's true i don't know i again wasn't there but i feel like if um i feel like she would have Quite obvious injuries from this fight she detailed. Yeah, no, that's what it sounds like. That she would very much like have injuries you could see. Yeah. So, witnesses uh, that included family and friends said that Anderson also did have a drinking problem. Oh. But they described him as mild-mannered. He was quiet. He was never violent. Like, he wasn't that kind of drinker. He was more like us, where we drink and decide to make a podcast. So, you're telling me that there's a possibility they were both drunk when this happened? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, just because you're drunk doesn't mean, like... No, no, no. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking about, like... You know, you have slower movements or make, like, weird decisions. And just the things that you do when you are inebriated and, like, influenced by alcohol. Yeah, your emotions are much more at the surface, at least. So, during the jury deliberations, the jurors asked to look at, like, several pieces of evidence. Yeah. Uh, These included the blue suede stiletto heel, um, which was a size 9 platform pump. Don't know why that was included. But just so you know, this is the heel. Blue suede, size 9, platform pump with a five and a half inch stiletto heel. And probably a red bottom. I'm still thinking. I Does um does Louboutin do non... I always thought all their heels were black with the red bottom. Do they do colored ones? Yeah. Oh. They have a ton of different shoes. Oh, just go on the website. You're going to be in love. Um, uh, will like, I? I'm not going to buy them. Do they make size 13 in men's stiletto heels? And if they Maybe. do... They too expensive for me. I mean, yeah, the Although, price is more so. If, the... if any of our viewers want to buy me some Louboutins, it's one of my like. It's so stupid. It's literally so stupid. But, but I want to own a pair. I I watched this video on YouTube. It was like how to make yourself feel rich because I was in that kind of mood. No um, painting. No taking red nail polish no. to a heel and painting the bottom. No. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to fool some people. Oh God! Please just continue. I can't have this conversation <laughs> anymore. Anyway, so they looked at the shoe, and they reached an agreement. The jury reached an agreement on the sentence after four and a half hours of deliberations, which is short. Not long. That's, That's so short. So short. That's nothing. Um. They found that Trujillo was guilty of murder and the crime was not done in the heat of a sudden passion. Mm-hmm. A sudden passionate <gasps> argument. They so, found her guilty of that murder. She had planned it out. That she had they were found her guilty of, I believe, second degree murder. Okay. And so it wasn't necessarily planned out in the future, but that she meant to do it and it was a murder. Oh, my God. For beating him to death. I guess since it's still out of stabbing him to death. Stabbing him to death. In the face. 
with her high heel shoe. Jesus. And she was sentenced to life in prison. And so she's in prison right now in Houston? She's in prison right now. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. To be, like, from from what you said, to be honest, it feels like, yeah, she's guilty. Yeah. Just... it Because a lot of the evidence to her innocence comes from her. And not to... Like, not to in any way discount um, the possible domestic violence that might have been there. But from what the evidence said, it all contradicted what she was saying. Yeah. Like, it sounded like it was a case of domestic violence, but a case where she was the abuser. Oh, shit. Totally. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Poor Anderson. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Postmortem? Postmortem. So, high overview. Tell me about, uh... Um, well, mine was a guy who was fucking decapitated with a guitar string. That is true. That is... Yes, he was. And his body was supposedly stuffed in a barrel with what we think could possibly be acid and then buried at the According to all the testimony. And... Buried at the killer's dad's house. And then the fucking girlfriend of the dad yeah. finds a piece of the skull when she's just trying to find some mushrooms. She's just oh, which is fucking to... weird. Yeah. But sure. But also, come on. Poor girl picked it up, put it in her bag, and it was a fucking human skull. But also, oh, I'm surely. sorry. Let me repeat it again. Decapitated with a guitar string. Like, literally... No, okay, you're right, yes. Lit- Ooh. What? I just thought about the bone. How, how does that work? Like, how was it just a piece of the skull? No, no, no. How was he decapitated with a gu- guitar string and it went through bone? Oh, I'm assuming the string went through the like individual the, vertebrae. Probably, And sliced well, through... Absolutely, yeah, right. Yeah, the space between. So, super dark. Yeah. Just gonna say, I'm kind of thinking I've got a pretty strong case here. Okay, so mine... Anna Trujillo, fucking Coca-Cola executive, fucking high, like, life, That has nothing classy, to do with the crime. I, painting the picture. Okay. Classy woman. Stabs her boyfriend to death in the face with her $1,500 could-be Louboutin heels 25 times. The scene is described as a slaughterhouse. Yeah, but when you think about it, who hasn't thought of a high heel as some type of weapon? Think about you accidentally step okay. on someone's hand. Okay. No. Who hasn't thought of a guitar string? Everyone gets murdered by a guitar string. String. No, they don't. I I have heard many murders from a guitar string or a, a thin wire as a garrote. No. Yes. Well, okay, this wasn't just a garrote. It was a decapitation. Okay, he garroted him a little hard. All I'm saying. So, stabs him in the face 25 times. Claims that it was all in self-defense. Like, oh, I was protecting myself. He was abusive. When, in fact, she is the abuser. She is the one who murdered him with a $1,500 heel. Okay, so... Here's the topper. My person could have been played by Scarlett Johansson. So here is the icing on the the cake in my case. Four years in prison. Out. She did get life. I'm just gonna say. I 
just going to say I think I won. Okay, okay. I think when it comes to who had the more unconventional murder weapon, mine wins. I think... I strongly disagree. I do not. I think a high (laughs) heel as a murder weapon is much more unconventional than a guitar string. But, having said that, I think in case overall, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with yours. Yours won. I will say... The real kicker is the fucking sentencing. Yeah, that's like it's a fucking bullshit. I, the fact, yeah, All I right. yeah. Well, that means I get to pick the fucking wine next week, and I'm yes, excited because I haven't done it in a while. It feels I know. Same, actually, I am excited to pick the the case topic. I know because I have a couple ideas, and I think that um, it's fucking high time I get to pick the topic. I'm. Excited, nervous, looking forward to what you decide. Okay. So. All, All right. right. Well. Um, <laughs> woo! So, um, okay. I guess we're done. I guess so. I still have um, to finish this damn. glass of wine. and uh, I do, too. I have about a half glass. I just, I don't know. I think it's crazy, but unconventional murder weapons, I just, they're... It blows my mind because obviously you can use almost anything as a murder weapon. True. But there are just some things that, like in doing the research, there were a lot of cases I found that I really wanted to do. Yeah. What were, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was going to say, what were some of the other weapons you found? Because I found some really fucked up ones. Oh, same. Some of them I found that they just didn't have a lot of detail to them, so it wasn't going to be... A full like I what I wouldn't be able to you know make it into a full episode, but one I saw one that was a spoon, like the dude hit another person in the back with a spoon. It was like it, it seemed like it was a drug deal gone wrong. Oh shit! But yeah. the dude hit him in the back with a head with a spoon. It burst an artery in his brain, and the victim <gasps> died. And oh I'm my like, god, that's like bad, just like placement. But also, I get, also he hit him with a fucking spoon a did he spoon. really think that was gonna do something like ah, i'm mad at you <laughs> i don't i don't think it was like that i don't think it was like a pillow fight with <laughs> spoons but sure oh my god i'm though. sure there are pillow fight murders well suffocating obviously no that is not a pillow fight that is a pillow attack i'm saying like pillow fight is different than suffocating someone with a pillow right so one of the ones that i I almost did, but to be completely honest, it was too much for me to actually look any deeper in it. It was a microwave. What? Did you see this? No, I didn't look at it. I'm almost even scared to say this one sentence because it gives you all the details you need to know as to why I didn't do it. But um, this, oh this woman puts her baby oh, in a microwave. Fuck. And I read that sentence and I was like, <sighs> I can't do it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Jesus, fuck it. Yeah, okay. Fuck. I know. Yeah. It was... I need a train. Yeah. That's why I didn't tell you about it, because it just... Literally, the, the darkness that has to be in someone to do something like that, I... Yeah. Obviously, we deal with a lot of very dark and heavy topics. And we pe- do. And people who have a lot of mental illness and darkness in them... We do, and... That's just one that it's like... 
That's too much. Babies, and even to me, this one, it trumps the, you know, Janine Jones we talked about a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Because the brutality, I think, of it. Yeah, it's just so much more, it's brutal. Yeah. It just takes so much more action. Uh, Yeah, I, that's, that's one thing I, I have a hard time with is, is looking at the baby and the children murders. Like, well, last week when I had to do all the research over Georgia, I, that was hard. So no, I totally get why you didn't do that one. Yeah. It's like, for some reason, or well, for an obvious reason, it's easier to pick cases to cover that have to do with adults and, yeah. and not children and not especially not infants well because it's like you know, they, they adults adult murder victims and i mean th- this may sound fucked up but adult murder victims are innocent but children and babies are innocent in a whole different way agreed and it's yeah agreed bless you max can you not that was max sneezing it was he likes yeah. to roll around and sneeze, as he does. So, I read an article recently, and I actually um, tweeted it on our Twitter account. Mm. And it was about, like, why why we're fascinated with true crime. Like, why this wave of this, like, we're all into the Whoa. dark shit is a thing. And it was a very interesting article, kind of about the fact that, like... We're curious of what humans are capable of. I don't think it's anything new, though. I mean, if you think about it, ten years ago, one of the biggest shows, I mean, like, the biggest, it was beat by American Idol shows, was CSI. And Law and Order has always been huge. That show's so fucking good, by the way, I just gotta say it. It just gets better and better. But all those true crime shows, I mean, Blue Bloods, Bones, Cold Case, Medium popped in my head, but I don't think that's the same thing. But, it's not. But all of these, like, crime and murder and police procedural or no, crime shows are huge. I agree. And they've been since the 90s. No, no, no. I totally agree. Like, procedurals and, like, the fiction has always been a thing. But I'm talking about true crime and, like actual cases that happened and learning about real victims and so it's it's like not just this fascination with the aspect of of murder and crime it's it's this diving into i almost feel like you can learn from it so like okay so as a female Mm -hmm. this is something that not everyone has to think about a a lot of men and and i'm not discounting you because maybe Mm -hmm. you have had to think about this a lot of people do sometimes you're like walking outside downtown and it's nighttime and you're very aware of your surroundings Mm -hmm. and so sometimes i think that people listen to a lot of these true crime things to make themselves a little bit more aware of um Almost like profiling, like FBI profiling. Like kind of being like that. little sleuths that are learning how to pay attention more to your surroundings and the way people are behaving. I could see that. I think definitely the, you know, the ideas of feeling safe and all that is definitely 
very gendered, very skewed yeah. to women. Because I know that I used to, one of my ways to like, I need to gather my thoughts, was to in the middle of the night walk around by myself. I would never do no. that. No. Never I, I don't know do a, that. I don't know a single woman who would. Where the fuck were you doing that? Because I'm scared for you. <laughs> and that just literally shows exactly what you're saying. Exactly. Because that's literally not something I would think about because I have the privilege of, like, a man. Like, and I don't have to think about that. And I've always grown up with that, like, oh, I can do this. I don't have to be worried because male privilege. That's true. But... I I also think that people have always been into this kind of stuff. Because we mentioned OJ earlier. The fact of the nation being captivated at every turn, every news article, every little special on any show about the crime. And yeah. I think a lot of it did have to do with the fact of who OJ was. But I think right, a lot right. of it had to do with the fact of what the crime was. And I think nowadays, there's just so much more aspect to the medium of having podcasts, having uh, YouTube and blogs. I think that's just so much more prevalent in mainstream society now. More ways to get the word out. Yeah. More ways to start the conversation. I don't necessarily think the interest is new, but I think the availability is. Yes, that's the word. I'm like, there's a word, but you're, you're right. Just the availability of... More conversations, more places to have that conversation. There's a little bit more of an acceptance Mm -hmm. of having an interest in topics like this. There is. I talk to... Because this is something... I could talk to people at work being like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, when I'm not at work, I'm like researching these brutal murders. And people are like, oh, fuck yeah, that's cool. Whereas, like, I feel like that's interesting that that can happen nowadays because I feel like I don't know like 10 years ago you'd be like I look up murders and they'd be like oh my god I'm calling the police yeah (laughs) and yeah no exactly you know you might even I don't know like go on a date with someone and try to explain to them and they get freaked out and you're like it's literally something everyone's fucking interested in but whatever I'm not bitter I just even look at my bookcase and I have books like Mindhunter or um, the Ted Bundy book by Ann Rule yeah or like Stephen King and All of these things that, you know, maybe could look like, oh, shit, what, what, why is she reading that? What's going on? But it's just, it's, it's not. It's more of just this fucking fascination. I want to read Helter Skelter about the Manson murders. Oh my God, same. Uh, We have talked about this long enough. We have. That was a long postmortem and like... Um, it became post-postmortem. No, no, it was, it was our epilogue. It was. That's fine. But anyways, thank you all so much for listening. Um, make sure to now check us out on iTunes, Google Play. And please do leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you yes. love, what you hate. Like, let us know. Comment um, on our Instagram, Twitter. Send us an email. Honestly, we have all of the avenues of conversation open. We're Just talk to us. Yeah, we please. We love it. We would love to have a conversation with you. All right. Well, XOXO, XOXO. Blood and Wine, signing out. Bye.